0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Twenty seconds to play. CC to McDavid, nudge back in. The Oilers are moving on to round two. Kovaltar fires. Smith the same. He's gonna shut Los Angeles out in Game Seven. Edmonton two. L.A. nothing. Your final
1: as the great Ben Stelter once said play La Bamba baby. The Edmonton Oilers have won game seven an impressive two nothing shutout performance against the Los Angeles Kings. Connor McDavid brilliant again with a goal and an assist and Mike Smith with twenty nine saves for his second shutout of the series. The Oilers into the second round they will play either Calgary or Dallas that will be decided tomorrow night when the Flames host the Stars in their own game seven. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm live in Studio 99 Rob Brown up top on the media level here at Rogers Place for Heartland Ford overtime open line Rob a tight game on the scoreboard I think in terms of territory and a lot of the cliche words you use in the playoffs urgency desperation execution words like that it wasn't so tight i thought this was an excellent performance by the oilers
2: it was uh, the Oilers outplayed them uh, they outchanced them uh, out hit them uh, they did just about everything right they didn't give up a whole lot of grade a scoring chances there was never uh, a time in the game where the Oilers got hemmed in and it seemed like oh trouble's gonna happen they stayed out of the penalty box they were very disciplined they played a perfect hockey game and were rewarded for it and the, the big goal that Connor McDavid scored to extend the lead uh, up until then it, it, as much as the Oilers dominated this game that was still a stressful game because the LA Kings hung around because of their goaltending but the goal that McDavid scored a fantastic goal where he didn't quit on it despite being uh, fouled on the way into the net it, it just shows the resolve and the urgency and the Uh, just about any adjective you want to use tonight with with Connor McDavid leading his team tonight there there was the will to win tonight there was no way that they were going to lose this hockey game and they came out and played it from start to finish.
1: At one point in the second period the Oilers had 17 straight shots on goal. They had 24 shots in the second period total. That's a new team record in a playoff game. They got to 22 a couple of times in their franchise history and they broke the ice with 645 left in the second period. It's CeCe from McDavid and Drysidel, but all the players on the ice were involved in that play and really Rob it started with a desperate strong play at the blue line by Kyler Yamamoto.
2: It did read and when you're under pressure and the LA Kings were for a lot of the game but certainly for most of the second period uh, you've got to make smart plays and the LA Kings had a chance to get the puck out and uh, they just a little lazy they just tried flipping it and Yamamoto you know it was like he was playing for the Blue Jays climb the wall to take away a home run. And he catches the puck keeps it in and keeps the play alive. Now you've got an L.A. King team group that is dead tired that uh, were just being shelled with shot after shot. I mean Jonathan Quick was going side to side and eventually they broke down and it was a little play at the time that turned into a huge play. They created that goal to give the Edmonton Oilers some breathe breathing room going into the third period. But yeah Yamamoto you can go through the lineup and you can find something that each player did tonight to help contribute into this hockey game. That one for Kyler Yamamoto was a big play.
1: And I mean McDavid a goal and an assist he plays 27 23 so approaching half the game six shots on goal. He's also credited with four hits. He had a big one on Jersey 26 seconds into the game and you know hockey is such a complex team sport Rob but sometimes the star players have to lead the way and just say we will not be denied and I think tonight and game six quite frankly that's the type of performance we saw from McDavid.
2: It was and and I think he understood the importance of the games but certainly the importance uh, of how the team was going to need to lean on him because his partner in crime his other superstar buddy Leon Drysdale was not playing anywhere close to 100 percent and so uh, Connor McDavid knew that he was going to have to be extra special in these last two games because he didn't have someone that could relieve the pressure uh, offensively. He could take the big face off so he go head to head against the best players on the opposite team and dominate as Leon usually does. So Connor took it upon himself to put his team on his back which star players do. And uh, I agree with Bob's assessment earlier when these two games six and games six and game seven may have been the two best games that Connor McDavid has played. And he's had bigger nights goal wise he had bigger nights point wise. But when you look at the importance of these games the pressure on the team to find a way to get through this round the stress having to win the back to back games facing elimination twice and the going head to head against a a Dano and a Kopitar guys that know how to shut teams down and players down. I think that these are probably the two best all round games that Connor McDavid has played. And because of that. They get to play again next week.
1: Yeah. And, and sticking with it on his goal late in the third period. the uh, He was fouled on the play. Jersey was going to get a penalty. I, I know the Kings were probably arguing they had possession of the puck. It's funny. We saw that uh, similar type of play. I think it was back when they played New Jersey. Was it New Year's Eve Day or or uh, New Year's Day? And, and they, they argued they touched the puck on a delayed penalty and that got looked at. But, I mean, the bottom line is the whistle did not go on the play. And, you know, if the, the Kings, I think some of the Kings let up for a split second, and McDavid didn't, and he put it away.
2: Yeah, I don't think, though, that it, they did have possession. I know the puck went off. No,
1: no, he swiped that. I, I, yeah. I agree he didn't. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to argue that, obviously, in that situation.
2: I mean, I mean, for them, they were going to be facing the Oilers' power play if it wasn't a goal. But uh, Jonathan Quick, he, may, he came flying across one way. He was out of his net. He had to come flying back the other way. The, the player... Defender did slow down or quit on the play for a split second, but you're taught in initiation hockey that you go whistle to whistle. If there's no whistle, you keep on trying. So uh, Connor McDavid understood. He didn't hear a whistle, he played it out. Uh, but it was a nice. Now, was it Yamamoto that flipped the puck up there? I can't remember yep, which. Yep, that was yeah. Yamamoto
1: that made the, He got an assist on the That
2: puck. was a yep. wonderful play. I'm just understanding and reading what was happening. He saw that he couldn't make a direct pass to, to McDavid. He knows he knew that the, the, the defenseman had turned his back because he had seen McDavid's speed. So Yamamoto just put the puck in an area and let Connor McDavid win a race, which he usually does. So that was a, a really, really smart play by Yamamoto. And that was a, such an important goal for the others. Such an important goal because they were at that point, it was one, still one shot, one bad bounce away, one power play going the other way. They needed to extend the lead and Connor McDavid did
1: mcdavid the first star quick the second star smith the third star will make yamamoto the fourth stars he's heavily involved in both goals the fourth star for sentinel storage shop canadian store canadian head to sentinel.ca rob jonathan quick was fantastic credit to him for for him how he credit to him for how he played tonight from an oilers perspective mike smith gets two shutouts in this series he was injured most of the first half of the season I don't blame the, the a lot of the calls we had throughout the year is Mike Smith done can he do it what's going to happen well Mike Smith ain't done I think he showed this <laughs> uh, I mean not just in the last month and a half of the season but certainly over the last two weeks.
2: Well uh, and Bob and I just talked about it before before I came on with you that we, we had a lot of phone calls and a get rid of Smith get rid of Koskinen who's going to start And at one point it was Koskinen about oh, a month before the playoffs started if the playoffs started it's going to be Koskinen but we kept saying that the Oilers if they want to go on a run they need Smith they he's got a higher ceiling than Koskinen and he's got the intangibles of being able to play the puck of carrying swagger when he's on the ice the emotion and the energy that the teams feed off of him when he's uh, on on a, well like he is tonight where he's energizing the crowd he's energizing his teammates uh, he's in the face of the opponents and he was he was great uh, it was it was a shame at one point in the series when the Oilers were down three games to two with the series that Smith was putting together and it's like how are, how are the Oilers losing and you, you've got a goalie who has got a 930 save percentage but Mike Smith was excellent now he's gonna have to be moving forward because if it's uh, Markstrom or Ottinger for Dallas both those goaltenders are the two best I think in the in the playoffs right now, so they're going to need great goaltending going forward. But I think there's a big sigh of relief in Edmonton with a the way the team played, but certainly b the way that Mike Smith has played through the seven games against uh, a very game L.A. King team.
1: So the Oilers take it to nothing a game seven victory the first game seven in Edmonton since nineteen ninety the Oilers won that one over the Winnipeg Jets and they win tonight two goals means another two hundred dollar donation to six thirty cent Center anonymous from James H. Brown and associates unrivaled experience unrivaled commitment unrivaled results hundred dollars every time the Oilers score twenty seven hundred dollars in this series we thank James H. Brown for that and Rob Cody CC gets what turns out to be the game winner and we've been impressed with him throughout the season he stepped up uh, pretty big in some games here in the postseason plays 20 29 tonight three shots on goal three blocks a hit and the big goal and a nice shot uh, from that angle to put it in
2: well when he was signed and uh, there was a lot of people that were like "Ooh, I'm not sure about him. Uh, I'm not I mean that's a step down from the Adam Larson who who had, had gone to Seattle and I mean there was question marks but I think he's exceeded everybody's wildest imaginations when he's come in here uh, he's a very good defensively sound defensively but he also has that upside that I don't know I didn't know that he was as good offensively as he is he makes smart plays jumps up in the play we've seen him score a couple goals but the goal that he scored tonight a put himself in a position to get the puck he jumped past the defense er, the, the forward in the offensive zone put himself in a position to get it and that's a great shot he had to find uh, just a little bit of uh, room between the defenseman and, and the goal post because the quick couldn't see it but he found that spot uh, Cody Ceci's been excellent and he's been excellent all season long and gives the Edmonton Oilers a solid First pairing right side defenseman where you feel safe every time he's on the ice.
1: And Leon Drysudel plays twenty-two thirty-eight. Rob, I, quite frankly, I'm not sure how he did it. We're, we're going to hear post game from Drysudel as we move along tonight. We're, we'll, ne- we'll never know the extent of the injury while the playoffs are going on because nobody's going to talk about it or talk about it honestly. If they do talk about it. Um, I mean, man, oh man, he didn't skate in the morning. He he clearly doesn't have that same sort of jump that he usually has. He he can still handle the puck, um, and he was just below 50% in faceoffs tonight. I I wonder how hurting he is. I mean I know we're, we're not there yet but I seriously wonder if he plays game one which is probably going to be Tuesday maybe we'll find out in the next couple of days um, but whatever he has he he battled through it tonight.
2: I, I agree. I think he plays game one. I think he continues to play if if it isn't a, a high ankle sprain who a lot of people are expecting that doesn't get healed in a day or two. That's something that you're going to be dealing with probably the, the remainder of the playoffs. Um, he doesn't have that step uh, very rarely did you see him uh, take off with the puck tonight most of the times he was skating his neither foot came off the ice he just kind of cruised around but what sets him apart over the course of his career is his hockey IQ he's smarter than the players he's playing against he puts himself in a position uh, to make plays to create a- create things to make his teammates better, and he's a big, strong man that can absorb punishment, gives himself a little bit extra time to make the play, and he doesn't need to be going Mach 1 to do that. Now, obviously, there's some things that he's limited at being able to do, and he's not as effective as he normally is, but he's still, as I said before the game, he's Leon Dreisaitl at 50% is better than 80% of the players in the NHL and he gutted it through tonight. I expect him to play game one of the next series whoever that's against Uh, but it will be something you're going to watch going forward uh, because this is still not the leon dry settle last couple games haven't been the leon dry settle we're used to a good leon dry settle but still not the great leon dry settle that we normally get
1: so the oilers take it two nothing we'll check the scoreboard for edmonton trailer looking for parts service rentals or new and used semi trailers head to edmontontrailer.com the other two game sevens today Carolina beats Boston 3 2 and the lightning win 2 1 in Toronto tomorrow two more game sevens Penguins at Rangers and then it will be Dallas at Calgary and of course the winner of that one will play the Oilers so we don't know the schedule for the second round yet likely to start on Tuesday if the Flames win they have home ice if the Stars win the Oilers have home ice Uh, Avril Levine is here on Thursday Rob so then the schedule would get complicated for the skater boys so we would just have to see what turns up. <laughs> that there. was good. Well, Reed, those, that was
2: very good. Well, I like that.
1: Those are the only two Avril songs <laughs> I know so I'm glad I was able to work them in. I'm really happy now. Okay. <laughs> We know people are happy, and uh, we're happy to hear from you tonight. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by Certain the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, installation, and ceiling systems. certainty pro all the way. 780-496-0063. Of course, you're going to hear from uh, Jay Woodcroft, Smith, Dry McDavid, and CC as we move along. It's a Game 7 victory for your Edmonton Oilers. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
3: Still no shots for the Kings, 10.5 in. Here's one coming, Moore, cross-ice, Anderson, back to Moore, one-timer, what a save! Mike Smith, his first stop, a superlative one.
1: That is Mike Smith's save of the game for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation, don't replace, reface. And it is Mike Smith with the shutout, 29 saves. The Oilers beat the Kings 2-0. That was the Kings' first shot on goal in the third period Rob and we've talked about this for years as the Oilers have become a better team could they win a one nothing game could they take a one nothing lead into the third period of a playoff game of a game seven and preserve it well they did that tonight they eventually stretched it to two nothing and oh by the way they didn't surrender a shot on goal until ten and a half minutes into the third it was a good one that was a great save by Smith but it took ten and a half minutes for a desperate L.A. team to get a shot on goal.
2: That, that might have been the best defensive effort that I've seen we've seen the others put together in, in a number of years when you think about the importance of the game uh, the, the L.A. Kings falling behind needing to pressure needing to push and, and they just weren't the others weren't giving up anything they weren't giving up the blue line. They were they were never being hemmed in their own end end zone. There was never a second or a third opportunity in front of Mike Smith. Uh, Mike Smith. I don't know how many times had clear views of shots coming from the point. There weren't any tips. There weren't these big screens. It was a a really really good sound defensive effort. And that's what also makes it uh, Mike Smith's game where he wasn't tested often. But he would go long stretches. As you said, 17 shots in a row in the second period, halfway through the third before the first shot on net. That's tough for a goaltender, going that long a period without seeing the puck. And then all of a sudden, being in a stressful situation where you can't make a mistake, because a lot of the game was a one goal game, for him to come up with a solid start uh, and, and keeping himself completely focused and in the moment, knowing that they might not get a shot for seven eight minutes but the shot they get might be a good one and oh yeah don't let it in because if you let it in the game is tied so Mike Smith wasn't tested nearly as much as Jonathan Quick but he was excellent in this game tonight he just finished off uh, a, a wonderful seven game series which gives himself his teammates and certainly the city of Edmonton confidence going forward in the next round.
1: We should also note Rob I think significant tonight this was Dustin Brown's last game in the National Hockey
2: League. You know what he got better as the series went on Uh, Reed I thought the last two games he was good he was physical he absolutely smoked Connor McDavid in in the first period with a with a huge hit Um, I I was an LA Kings fan my son that was his favorite team when he was younger so I used to watch them and cheer for them when they were winning Stanley Cups I had an incredible amount of respect for Dustin Brown and the way he played. It was honest. He hit hard. He was physical but it was an honest game. It wasn't cheap and uh, it's it's, it's a, normally when when a hockey player when we leave our last game very rarely do we leave our last game with a victory so for Dustin Brown I'm sure it's sad in that dressing room but uh, he's got a, a pretty good resume. The back of his hockey card looks pretty good. He's been a really good pro for a long long
4: time.
1: Oilers win two nothing Aaron wins a $50 River Rivertree Resort and Casino gift card he took the under I set it at three and a half for River Rivertree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it number of goals scored by the winning team in this game so it is under at two so Aaron gets the $50 Rivertree Resort and Casino gift card seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we have Justin standing by
5: Justin thanks for calling go ahead hey how's it going i'm just so pumped we got the win, excited just like not even you know like it's been so long we got an awesome team it's looking good but my kind of question would be the d-man duncan keith like he's the wise old guy we need now he wasn't playing that well but now in the room in the games i think that's going to be huge what do you guys think well they,
2: they traded or they yeah they traded for Duncan Keith because they wanted experience. They wanted a veteran savvy that they can lean on. This is the team that had bowed out in the playoffs back to back years before they were expected to. Uh, they wanted someone that's been there before I was I played in Pittsburgh and the we when I was still there they traded for Brian Trace. Uh, we had a great leader in Mario Lemieux, but they we hadn't won and they traded for Brian Tracey because he's a guy who's won before He was at the end of his career, but he could bring leadership to a dressing room. He didn't become the leader, but he added a voice that had been there before. And it just certainly helped. And it helped push the, the Pittsburgh Penguins at that time to back to back Stanley Cups. So I think that's what they were doing with with Keith coming in here. They need someone. He doesn't have to be the leader, but it's just a voice that can when it's when, when he talks in a dressing room. Yeah people listen because he's won Stanley Cup he's been the best player in the league. Everything that the Oilers are going to see through this playoff run Duncan Keith has seen it before so uh, yeah he uh, his play on the ice isn't the same as what it was but certainly the leadership in the dressing room and the leadership on the ice something that the Oilers have desperately needed the last couple of years.
1: And that is our adjustment of the game for pro drain text for peace of mind down the line. Well this is a nice treat. We got Chris from Phoenix checking in
6: tonight. Chris, I'm sure you're thrilled, man. Go ahead. Heck yeah, boys. Uh, just a few comments here. Uh, great to see uh, Tampa Bay come back and beat the Leafs. I love it. Growing up in southwestern Ontario, I hated the Leafs, so it's good. Uh, as for the Oilers, uh, can we put the uh, any kind of talk on anybody other than Connor McDavid being the MVP, the Ted Lindsey winner? The guy put this team on his shoulders from the middle of, of game five. All the way to that to to game seven. The way he has played this playoff has been amazing. He has taken the body. He is hitting people. He is fighting through tacks and lack. And that hit that he took that should have been a penalty last game was just atrocious. And he is just fighting through it. He's not complaining. He's not pointing at the right. He's not, he is just working this tail off. And it's great to see bring on the stars, baby.
1: Okay. Oh, man, he's already given that series. Early prediction right there. Early prediction. I don't know if I'm touching that one because that's going to be another good game tomorrow.
2: It is. I'm looking forward to it. I personally read I I want the Flames to win. I want to see a battle of Alberta. I really do. I grew up in Edmonton. I watched the battle of Alberta in playoff hockey. That was the best hockey that we could we could imagine. And I, I think this city, this province and the country now will be so enthralled if those two teams go at it. Uh, the Dallas Stars though on the other hand are a good hockey club that I think the Edmonton Oilers would also have problems with. Dallas is good with a great goaltender big strong physical team a uh, couple fantastic defensemen Both, whoever the Edmonton Oilers play in the next round will be a very good hockey club that's also coming off a very hard fought series.
1: Yeah, Oilers win it 2-0 tonight in Game 7 over the Los Angeles Kings. Whenever the Oilers get to 5 or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. To the Hall of Fame room, here's Jay Woodcroft.
7: In fact, it sends you to either Calgary or Dallas in the big picture
8: uh, going forward. Terry, I'll answer your question in one second. Before I get started, um, I just wanted to congratulate um, Dustin Brown on a heck of a career. He's a champion, played his last hockey game tonight, and... um, You know, I was proud that I got to witness his last game. I'd also like to congratulate the Los Angeles Kings and their leadership under uh, Luke Robitaille, Rob Blake, Todd McClellan, uh, Trent Yanni, and their player leadership, including Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Philip Deneau, and Jonathan Quick. Um, I thought that was a heck of a series, just an absolute uh, heck of a series, and it's a credit to uh, both teams for playing as hard as they did. Now, getting back to your question. As we move forward here, I think uh, for our team, um, that series pushed us in a certain way that that made us grow. And uh, we learned a lot about ourselves over these last two weeks um, and the price that needs to be paid to have success at this time of year. I'm proud of our group and looking forward to, to moving on to round two, whoever that Is against. Can you detail the specifics, particularly uh,
7: in terms of limiting the uh, A chances or whatever for Los Angeles? The way your team, uh, despite the fact that the puck wasn't going in, uh, was so disciplined and in in detail all
8: the way through. Yeah, I thought we tried to put an emphasis on playing the game tight making sure that our numbers were tight there wasn't big separation between our players um you know ever since dave manson and i have come up from bakersfield our work back to our end has been a um real focal point for our team uh being organized uh in how we work back to our own end and But uh, tonight, in one of the most pressure-filled situations of our year, and in fact, in the last two elimination games that we were facing, um, we had habits that held up under pressure. And that's a good sign for us as we move forward. Jay, have you ever seen a more impressive set of back-to-back games by an individual player than the two that Connor McDavid put together in the last couple of games? No. Why? Well, I mean... You guys, you guys were a witness to what I was witness to. I just had a nice level seat. Um, for me, um, you know, I remember when he cracked 100 points and then, you know, he set a career high in, in points this year and so many um, great individual highlights. And, and the, the one thing I kept going back to is that he, he's driven to win. He's a fantastic teammate. Uh, he's a leader who leads by example. And um, I'm happy for him. Two really, really good hockey games on his part. Leon and Mike both said that they could see it in his eyes tonight. Mm-hmm. Did you see it uh, either before the game or on the bench early on that, that he was going to bring it? Yeah, I did.
9: Jay, you, you had a lot of players. Obviously, your, your great players were, were your best players, but Defensively the last few games, uh, there's a few guys like Tyson Barry isn't necessarily notable, but you guys were given a lot of defensive zone starts. Can, can you just talk about your, your defense core specifically and certain guys like that, like putting Kulak and Berry out consistently in D zone starts?
8: Yeah, I think, you know, um, when you come into a new program, uh, which Dave and I did, uh, we didn't come in with any preconceptions about anybody. I had experience with players that we've had in the American League or guys that I had been around up in Edmonton, but we didn't we wanted to coach with our eyes um, and give people opportunities, fair opportunities and allow them to um, show us what they could do and couldn't do and I think I've said it over uh, the last three months, I think we got really good players. We're bullish on our players. We think we have the necessary ingredients Uh, in that dressing room um, that can play against any team any individual and uh, as coaches we try and trust our players
9: you guys, you guys were leading, and you never really sat back. It, was that because sometimes a team will, will sit back when they have a lead, and sometimes it's subconscious. It's not like you tell a team to do it. But what impressed you about the fact your team just kept going, and then you know Yamamoto hits a goalpost, and Archibald gets stopped in a breakaway, and sometimes that might deflate your team, but it didn't.
8: No, I think that's the mindset we wanted to have. Yesterday, we had a really good meeting, set us up um, for today, and we talked about hunting the game. We wanted to hunt the game. We don't want to sit back on our heels. We want to be on our toes and and get after this game. And uh, when we come up with a game plan, it's not for 10 minutes. It's not for 20 minutes. It's for the full 60 minutes. So that's a mindset that we try and coach.
10: This. Uh... This organization's always been pretty good playing 5-4 hockey. Uh, Connor McDavid said in here after game five, four goals got to be enough to win a playoff game. Is, there, is I know you've been working on defense, and the numbers have been great since you got here, but is there a bit of a metaphor to the fact you win this game 2-0, and it's a defensive, you pitch a no-hitter here?
8: Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought there was numerous games down the stretch, big games, where we saw a lot of really good signs uh, against good hockey teams, and that prepared us for these type of moments. You know, last game we won 4-2, but that was an excellent defensive game as well. Um, and then tonight to finish it off with a 2 0 win, it's a credit to the self-sacrifice. It's a credit to their work for each other. Um, it's a credit to Mike Smith for coming up big when uh, we we needed him. And you know, I think uh, our mindset now is is to enjoy this tonight and uh, kind of recalibrate tomorrow. It'll be a day off for our players, and uh, by the end of the evening, we'll know who our next opponent
10: is.
11: uh One, just uh, on Leon. Look, everybody's playing. There's lots of guys that are nicked up, banged up, but is. His there's you know he's obviously gifted. He's improved his shot. He's he can make he's as good on his back end as anybody in the league. But it's his competitiveness and his desire as a player. There's other guys that maybe wouldn't have been able to play in that situation.
8: Yeah, I uh, he's a warrior, just an absolute warrior. Uh, he's a big strong guy who, um, like Connor, is driven to win. I think that type of mindset when you see people play through stuff is contagious. Um, And they were a big reason, a huge reason why we're at where we're at, which is we're advancing to, to round number two. Jay, do you get a sense of how big this win is? You're, you're the last time this team advanced to the second round. It's been five years. Do you get a sense of, you know, you got to get over this hump to get... To the second round, if you get a sense of how big this win was for the franchise. Yeah, I think it's an important win. I don't think we're planning on uh, stopping here. Uh, We're trying to get uh, some rest and some um, regeneration and uh, prepare for the next challenge. And for me, um, you know, we said this to our group yesterday, we didn't come this far just to come this far. We're here to... Uh, progress and continue to move our needle forward.
9: Jay, what's it like to coach in this kind of an atmosphere?
8: It's a dream come true. Uh, for, for me, um, the atmosphere, obviously, the city of Edmonton's behind us. Uh, the rink was electric today, uh, but for me, I enjoy uh, when teams come together and really, really lay it on the line for each other. That's where I get my juice. Um, It's why I do what I do, and I'm thankful for the people I get to work with and um, for the hard effort of our players because we know that anything worthwhile is achieved through hard effort, and I think we saw that tonight. Thanks, guys.
1: Jay Woodcroft, the victorious head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, two nothing over the Los Angeles Kings tonight at Rogers Place. Cody Cece from McDavid and Drysital at 13:15 of the second period. McDavid from Yamamoto and Kulak now with assist on that play at 16:07 of the third. As the Oilers outshoot the Kings 41:29 to win the series. Well, Rob, are you ready? Guess who's on the line. Oh, no, is it really? I bet you he's had a red wine or maybe a whiskey or maybe he's mixed them together. Uh, I don't know what uh, he's uh, mixed it all with, but JP has called in on the 13 hotline. Hello, JP.
4: Well, <laughs> Hello, Lee. Hello, Ron. How are you guys? Very good. I'm telling you right now, no missing tonight. Just, a well, there's mix on because I can't be a I'm not John Wayne. I'm pouring three-quarter rye tonight with uh, Splash of Pop, just for a little bit of color. I told you guys this in the past. But let's get down the brass star shall we? I am so glad you guys allowed me to phone in after uh, the World Cross interview. This guy is sounding like Mark Hamano. He is a Jedi. I'm telling you, this guy has the right word, he gone. just down the brass star. Like I always call, when I call you guys down, down to Bradstock, I never ramble, I never talk about video games, nothing like this, nothing or like a playing, uh, you know, a operation like last time. I can't believe I brought this up trying to pass. But tell you right now, you guys, this team is different. The adversary we face tonight, we won the game. This team was 4-7 against a good team. Oh, we're gonna go right to the king, 4-3. Yes, get your, get your head out of the gutter, this is a playoff. This is the playoff, It could go seven, six, five. 6 5 the fact doesn't the matter, they never got right out. Now, I don't care if it's Rick Bonus with the hot cans from Dallas. But, pardon me, I, I, I want the cans, I'm telling you right now, but you bring Southern, you bring Rick Bonus. I don't care we're rolling Leon is a battler i have hard on this guy <laughs> but you know what bring on anyone and I want to see McKinnon in the semi-final I want him to roll keep going first day first day look at us and we will battle I'm on the run you guys thank you so much for the call time oh yeah
1: right on well JP's excited Rob I, I, I got to be honest with you I couldn't pick up on all of that but <laughs> certainly we got down to brass tacks as J.P. often does but I, I, I mean we love J.P. Um, but I, but he, I, I think he kind of said bring it on whoever let's ho-, and he hopes it's McDavid and McKinnon in, in, in the in the next round and that's I, I know we get asked who would you sooner play who are they going to play you have to have a good enough team that you can play anybody in the playoffs or any style and, and you have to rise to the occasion and, and solve problems along the way. I mean after game five it looked pretty bad. It looked pretty bad. So one hurdle cleared. The Oilers figured it out. Now who knows what the problems are going to be in the next round but y- you have to embrace it and rise to the occasion.
2: Well and each round gets harder because the teams are better. Yeah. So the Edmonton Oilers beat an L.A. Kings team that, uh nobody had going very far that was uh, handicapped offensively that was missing its best defenseman uh, and the, gave the Oilers everything they could handle uh, whoever they play whether it's Dallas or Calgary both those teams are going to be quite a bit better than the LA Kings and the others are going to have to find a way to get better themselves uh, but that's what's fun about this the, this is the ride the, I, I don't know if there's been a Stanley Cup champion, then it didn't. At some point, didn't face some adversity. I remember years ago, I think it was Pittsburgh played against Nashville in the finals, and Don Cherry calling out the Penguins, saying their game was an embarrassment, and they were in the Stanley Cup finals. And like, so teams have ups and downs over the course of the season. They also have ups and downs over course of a playoff season because yeah. you got to remember it's two months long. The playoff season, you're not going to have your best game every night, but you got to find ways to win. And all you have to do each, you don't have to win seven straight. You just have to win four out of the seven, just one more than the other team, and that allows you to move on to the next round.
1: Oilers take it two nothing. They are moving on. We have time for your calls, of course. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You'll hear from Cody Cece and Connor McDavid. This is Heartland Ford overtime open line.
3: Here's Nurse McDavid fumbled it away. Mikey Anderson will lay it off the glass. A leaping Yamamoto knocked it down. Here's McDavid left circle dropping it off. What timer in that? was driven wide by dry subtle rebound Yamamoto tried to curl it in front did so dry subtle tried to make the extra pass went off a skate CC to Connor McDavid peering inside dishing CC shoots and scores what nothing Edmonton in game seven this crowd explodes
1: game winner series winner Cody CC in the second period the final Edmonton two Los Angeles nothing the Oilers advance to the second round Reed Wilkins Rob Brown joining you Oilers hockey presented by Friesen Brothers I'm in Studio 99 Rob's upstairs Rob this is uh, a very joyous <laughs> occasion here in Studio 99 it's starting to thin out I think just a little bit but it was absolutely packed after the game a lot of smiles a lot of hugs a lot of high fives uh, th- I mean this is great I, I mean you and I uh, and you've been doing this after games even longer than I have there's there so many uh, painful seasons and seasons of frustration and where the playoffs were pretty much out of the question even by mid November. So um, you know this this is great to see the fans care so much there's still a long way to go to the ultimate prize but I, I, I like I'm genuinely happy for for the fans they're so loyal they're so passionate there was a lot of frustration in those years and maybe there still will be this spring. Um, but they always believed and they always cared. And I'm just really happy to be in this environment tonight.
2: Well, it, when we retired back here after I was done playing hockey, the one thing that I found is that the mood of the city is always dependent on how the Oilers did the night before. If the Oilers win, well, the next day, everyone's in a good mood at work. Kids are having fun at school. Uh, you know, you go outside, you can greet people. Everyone's in a good mood. And if the Oilers lose, well, it's just a, it was just a sour feeling around the entire city more so when it gets to playoff time. Um, I I was around during the 2006 run and they seemed to play every second night for the entire playoff series because they kept going almost to the limit in every series and it was just it was almost like it was Mardi Gras in Edmonton for two months. It was just every second night was a party and that's what the Edmonton people are looking for right now. The weather's getting nice outside. Their team is playing well. There's hope because of the team they have. And you just don't want this thing to, to end. We've seen it end the playoff run too early the last number of years. It'll be nice to have them go on a little run right now. And that's why I hope they play the Calgary Flames. And I hope this series lives up to the billing and it will be an exciting time to be in Edmonton, to be in Alberta for the next two weeks.
1: All right, let's go back to the 13th hotline. We have Dean standing by.
12: Hey, Dean, go ahead. Yeah, um, I just want to just before I go on, I just want to say uh, you can see what, what the guys see in Jay Woodcroft with uh, He congratulates the Los Angeles Kings and the management and players and whatnot. But what I really uh, phoned about was... I'm trying to rack my brain on who else in the history of the NHL could have scored that second goal, okay? <laughs> could have been uh, Mike Badano, Mario, Mark Messier, uh, Bobby Orr. LaFleur, you know, Wendell Clark, I don't know, even Johnny Goudreau, I don't know know if he could do it. But that's all I really wanted to say. I don't know, I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything. Uh, That's a
1: great great way to put it. I I think your question is is the point in itself, that uh, if there were other people who could score it, it would be a very short list. It'd be a list of very, very famous superstar hockey players.
2: Yeah. Yes, I mean Connor McDavid's in that league with all of those players, and that—that's what's so fun is uh, when when they show all these old videos or old highlights of these great players, and you sit back. Oh, look at that goal that Bobby Orr scored. Oh, look at the play that Gretzky made. Or, Remember the Mario one where he goes through the two defensemen in Minnesota, or Gila LaFleur flying down the wing and scoring against the Bruins. You watch those highlights and just marvel at it. Well, we here in Edmonton get to marvel live every second night because we get to watch Connor McDavid create these highlights on a nightly basis. So, yeah, I mean, there are other players that could have scored the goal that Connor did tonight, but yeah, it's a select few, and it's a few that most of us have their jerseys or their hockey cards in our houses because those are players that you never forget.
1: I'm just watching the I mean the Oilers have one of those videos that just loops over and over again. First of all he's fouled from behind on the play. A lot of players probably would have fallen down or peeled off after they were hooked. Then he keeps the puck alive. Then he tries a wrap around. Then he has to step around a Los Angeles back checker and then he has to get the puck back and then he has to shoot. Before Quick is able to to stand, I mean, I guess Quick was kind of down and out, but you still got to hit the top half of the net. I, yeah, I mean that's that is a great point by Dean. I I mean, I think Mario could have scored in that situation. He probably just would have. Carry picked up the guy who was fouling him <laughs> with one hand and shot it with the other hand. <laughs> but he,
2: he might have, yes. <laughs> he would have had the guy draped all over him. But, I mean, we do drills in, in, in hockey as young kids, and pros do too, where you have a puck and you just keep going till you score. And that's what you, Connor McDavid did right there. He just continued to go until he scored. So uh, it, was, it was a great goal. The, the thing that made it so special was the time of the game and the importance of the goal that's what set it apart from from just your everyday Connor McDavid special moment this one uh, the entire 18,000 or whatever there were in here and the all of the Edmonton Oilers fans either listening or watching on TV their breath was held for the last 15 minutes before that goal was scored because it was still a one goal game. So the importance of the goal just makes that much more special.
1: Couple guys just uh, so many like, people are yelling at me across the bar asking where you are and I got a point up up top up up high yeah. I'll be I'll be back. I'll make an appearance <laughs> yeah, the, the, next game. Now, now I wonder if they think that you're dead like I'm pointing <laughs> to heaven or something
2: I, close close. I survived it. I survived <laughs> the scare I, I am still alive just up here a little further away. But I will be back in Studio 99 uh, whenever the Edmettellers play their next home in game.
1: probably either three days or six or seven days, I would guess. Okay, Sir Robert is on the line as well. Where there's
12: been 2-0. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, after that, I mean, I've, I mean, seven games, I mean, so I mean, I mean somebody, somebody. I mean, I, I mean, I got to be honest. My pick was, uh, uh, I mean, the Oilers in five, which was uh, clearly, clearly, I was, uh, I was not giving L.A. much credit, if any at all. But uh, I mean, L.A. played a played a heck of a series, and you know, and I, just, you know, and I you know, and, uh, Dustin Brown, props to him. I mean, uh, uh, you know, on a on a heck of a career. Tough way for him to go out, but uh, no, but no, but I mean on the game. I mean McDavid doing doing what McDavid does. I don't know, don't know if there's anybody else. I mean, like I don't know, uh, I don't know that there's anybody else in the league. Maybe a couple guys. Definitely not on the Oilers that could have done that. Well, I guess maybe sidle, but Smith. I mean, what can you say? I mean, I mean uh, because I mean like I know uh, I know for a fact that points. Points during the year, I was one of them calling in and criticizing him. Well, you know, Smith might be done, or you know, Smith is too injury prone. So, you know, and you know, we're we're moving on. I'm I'm hoping for Calgary because obviously it would be the be the first time that uh, uh, would be the first time that I've seen that in my I guess shorter lifetime if you want to call it that. Uh, and yeah, I'm heading back heading back from uh, Saint Albert here, looking forward to round two.
1: Right on. Well. It, yeah if it as we talked about if, if it is calgary i mean if you're under so it was 31 years ago so if you're under 35 you, you where either weren't born or probably don't really remember it or didn't really grasp what was happening so yeah i mean that's almost half the population i guess maybe i mean really if you're under 40 maybe you didn't really grasp what was the true magnitude of that series in 1991. So it would be special. The bottom line for real Country is, though, your team is through and you'll take whoever you play. Tell you what, uh, we're going to take more of your calls 780 496 0063. We still have postgame reaction from some of the players coming up. Oilers win 2 nothing in game seven. This is Heartland Ford, overtime
3: open line. Oilers trying to nurse this one home. Dry settle. On another tie up, the puck squirts free and Yamamoto will carry it out. Tried to chip it for McDavid. He's got it to the net. A backhander slid wide. McDavid backhand wrap around. Four. Put it over the prostrate. Jonathan Quick on a delayed penalty call.
0: Two nothing. The captain delivers late in game seven. That's the world's best player right there, keeping the drive alive.
1: No doubt about it, Jack and Bob. An incredible play. McDavid's fourth of the series. The dagger late in the third period. Oilers knock off the Kings 2 nothing Mike Smith with a 29 save shutout. Jonathan Quick, an outstanding performance for the LA Kings as he finishes with uh, 39 saves in this one. Dustin Brown plays his last game in the NHL. 780 496 0063. We have Baz standing by. Hi, Baz. Go ahead.
13: Hey, how you doing? I'm calling from Tokyo, Japan. Uh, A bunch of Canadians. We watched it uh, today. It's actually Sunday here. And uh, we had sushi, Japanese uh, beer and sake, and some pizzas to go with it. So we really had a great time in Edmonton 1.
1: Awesome. Uh, How come you're in Japan? Oh, I'm working in Tokyo. Well, yeah, doing what?
14: Uh, Publishing. Oh,
1: cool. Uh, How how, how long have you been an Oilers fan?
13: Uh, About 10 years About 10 years Uh, 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 Doing with that Yeah Um, I just want to We watched the game It was absolutely raucous But very nervous Because Everett had so many chances But couldn't get that insurance goal
2: Yeah, no, that's that always scares you Uh, when you have a chance to extend the lead or or put some distance between you and the the opposition and it doesn't go in. You're always fearful that that one bad bounce is going to go against you. But the Oilers did a very good job of limiting any chance that L.A. had and when they finally got that opportunity on the stick of Connor McDavid, he made absolutely sure that they extended the lead and gave them that cushion they needed
1: all right oilers take it two nothing here are leon Draisaitl and mike smith
7: both speak to what you think this moment means uh to to this team uh short-term big picture all of that sort of stuff how, how big of a moment is this in um history? yeah it's it's it's
15: big of course um it feels good we're obviously not not done this this isn't this isn't the end um we haven't we haven't reached anything but it feels good to um to do it with this group you know we, we we've been through stuff all all season for for a lot of years even you know a lot of ups and downs a lot of negative stuff so um it feels great to to have this feeling right now and and um you know obviously Adversity in this series being down 3-2, you know, going into LA, grinding one out, coming home, um, and fi- finding a way.
11: So, uh, yeah, it feels good. Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's an experience, right? It's an experience that uh, that you can gain confidence from. And obviously, being down and, and never panicking, going to LA and, and playing a real solid, solid hockey game to get it back to home ice, um, in the game seven and then playing our best game of the series in the biggest moment. Uh, it, you can't help but gain confidence from from that. And obviously getting through the first round has been kind of a, a crook here for a little while. Um, so I think it's a big boost for this group. Liam, can you just go through uh,
7: and tell us as much as you feel free to describe your whole injury
11: situation and what you went through with all that? Um, I'm fine. Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
10: Mike, maybe you could, uh, uh, there's two guys. Connor McDavid really took this team in his back the last two games. And the guy next to you played 22 minutes tonight. And when the game started, it looked like he could barely skate. Uh, I guess I'd just ask you to comment on their last couple of games here.
11: I mean, our best players have been our best players this series. And if you want to win, if you want to get through one of the hardest rounds to get through, Your best players got to be at their top of their game or, or better and and both guys were were horses for us and they were leaders and everyone else followed and did their jobs and like we talked about it it's not just on connor and, and leon but they sure did a heck of a job to get us pushed in the right direction and, and a lot of other guys just filled in the gaps and and uh got the job done but uh you know a tremendous effort by both guys to to kind of boost boost us in the right direction, and and like I said, when the game was on the line, those guys were there playing their best hockey.
10: Leon, it seems like there's a like a hump in the first round that every team has to figure out how to get past. You know, the, we've just watched the Leafs tonight. They've got such a good team, and for some reason, they can't get over that hump. You guys have had a couple cracks here, and now you get past it. Is there, you know, is there something more than just winning around here? Is there something that you've accomplished that you've been trying to get at for a while?
15: I mean, you, you got to win the first round to to advance, right? That's where it starts. 16 teams that are really, really good teams. So um, it's it's tough to get past that first round. We saw it in our series. Uh, LA is a really good team, you know, but stuck with it, um, you know, grinded, and, and, and eventually, uh, you know, ended up being successful. So, um yeah, I mean, that, that first series is, is, is a tough one. Every series is, is obviously tough, but um, getting over that hump feels, feels good right now. Um, but like I said before, you know, we we plan on, um, you know, continuing uh, to play for a while.
8: Leon, can you... Uh, you've been with Connor every step of the way here. Can you just... Give me your impressions on what you saw from him these last two games specifically, just in his overall play. Yeah,
15: I mean, he's... <laughs> He's the best player in the world, and and I think he showed that in the last in the last two games. And and I think it's not it's not skill. It's not there's lots of skill, obviously, with him. That's that's a given. But um, it's the will, right? You can you can see it in his eyes. You can you can feel it every shift that he's out there. He's he's determined, and 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 there there's just no way that he or us we were going to be denied right so um, he led the way um, he was amazing so uh, great great job by him uh, Connor McDavid outstanding
1: Oilers win 2-0 Dreisaitl asked about his injuries he, he, he said two words which is usually more <laughs> than you get when a player or a coach is asked about an injury so I mean yeah it's, it's it this time of year you either you either play or you don't, right? So if you think you can contribute, you play. If it's that bad that you don't think, if you think you'll be a detriment, then you don't play. Or your trainer thinks you'll be yeah, a detriment.
2: Yeah, that's more, it's more the trainer or the coach will make that decision because no player is ever going to sit out. Uh, he, if, if he can get his skates on, he's going to go out and play. And, and at the beginning of the game, we were talking yeah, well, I mean, maybe Leon can do this, play a little power, play a little this. I'm like, the player's playing, he's playing as much as he can. He's not going to limit himself. Once you're sitting on the, the bench, the energy, the juices get going. Uh, you feel better and you're going to say yes to every time the coach says, hey, can you do this? Yes, I can. So uh, I, th- I was kind of giggling, like, seriously, you just asked a question, wh- what your injuries are? Uh, yeah, no, that's, th- I don't think there's a player in the history of the National Hockey League that has answered that.
1: alright nine six zero zero six three. Tony has called in tonight. Tony, go ahead.
13: How's it going, boys? Good. I'm beyond happy. Finally got over that hump of not uh, being eliminated in the first round. Uh, Hyman, he's a steal for what we got for him. The way he played the puck and what he did tonight, three guys on him, unbelievable. The guy's the guys a workhorse. And uh, just to, a shout out to, I don't know if you guys watched the post-game press conference when McDavid was on the ice. Not once did he ever say that it wasn't on the team. When they said, well, how does it feel to be the best? Pl- like, how does it feel to be the best player on the ice?" He said, "It's all—it's all on my team." I want to say, and I'm probably one of the only Oilers fans in Alberta right now that does not want a battle of Alberta right now in the second round. Why not? Just want to say that. Why not? <laughs> um, after what I saw last night with Nikita Zadorov, I'm not impressed. They play dirty. Lucic goes after everyone, and I'm sorry, but I'd rather face Dallas than I would r- rather face Calgary right now. They're just, they're just they just look like they're ready to just hurt somebody.
1: All right, fair enough. Thanks, Tony. I, I'm glad he mentioned Hyman, Rob, because a- again, strong down low, nearly stuffed one in, and there was a play in the third period. I think it was still one nothing, Rob. And it it was kind of a bit of a scrambly play and he got the puck down the left side and I think it might have been Edler who was back. And it was just close enough where I thought Hyman might have a half step. I wonder if he's going to try to drive wide on him. And he chipped the puck in the corner. And he went down and he sat on the puck and held it against the boards and, and killed off a few seconds and I just thought, there's a player recognizing, okay, buddy, you're going to play my game. I, I can hold it below the goal line. How are you going to take it away from me? Well,
2: there's another shift where he lost his stick and he had the three uh, LA Kings guys trying to get the puck away from him and he had no stick and he wasted a good 20, 25 seconds. Uh, the Edmonton there 's the last couple of years, were missing players that played like Zach Hyman, that played like Evander Kane. They now have those players and they're a much better team because of it.
1: Oilers win it two nothing. We will get a call in here from Darcy at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey Darcy, welcome to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Go ahead.
6: Hey, uh, just one, I, got, I got a few points I want to bring up. Um, first off, uh, the last caller. He's not the only one that wants to bring on Dallas. Hey man, I, I would love to see a BOA, but I, I'm I'm 42 years old. I watched Dallas walk over us over and over and over again. I hate Dallas. <laughs> I do. I hate Dallas so much. So if Dallas beats Calgary tomorrow, bring on the stars, retribution, 2022 playoffs, baby. Dallas, Colorado, Carolina. Bring them on. That'd be something. We want the cup. <laughs> um, second thing is Woodcroft. Hey man, like uh, he's got to resign here. Like I don't care what 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 Kate has to has to pay.
1: Yeah, I mean I think there's a pretty good chance Jay Woodcroft's going to be back, Rob. I, I don't know if that's really. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't even really know if that's debated at this point.
2: No, I, I don't. I, that's a non-story. It's just they're they're waiting for the season to end to announce that he'll be the head coach, for the for a number of years. <laughs>
1: All right, is this goalie guy Greg? Is this the Greg we
5: have? Greg, are you there? Yeah, hey, boys, can you hear me? Yeah,
1: is this goalie guy Greg?
5: Mm, absolutely, it is. Yeah. I got some more. How do you I like that?
1: You got a nickname now. Isn't that just what you always wanted? No,
5: uh, yeah. Well, my wife calls me something a little different, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I do have a couple things real quick here, uh, and then uh, I, I and then I have a question for you at the end. So. In 2016, 2017, McDavid played 13 games. He had nine points. 2019, 2020, four games, nine points. 2020, 2021, four games, four points. And this year, he's got, uh, what, uh, seven games and 14 points. So he's trending up there, and and it's getting good. But um, so great. Awesome. But I do agree with the other caller that, like, man, growing up, when I was younger, it was always Dallas or, or Detroit or Colorado in the playoffs. But that being said, I'd still rather play Dallas in the playoffs than Calgary because, honestly, I want Calgary out. I'm glad Toronto lost tonight. I, I, I don't want to see a battle of Alberta because, you know what, it would be easier to swallow this year because Calgary would be the favorite going into the, the, to, into the series. But who cares? It doesn't matter. Get Calgary out, get Toronto out, and let the Oilers be the only can- Canadian team left in there. Good to go, right? So, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I want as many Canadian teams as
2: possible. makes more exciting hockey, more exciting nights. All I right. want the Edmonton Oilers to win it all, but I'd, I'd prefer to have every Canadian team in the playoffs going as long as they can.
1: I, I, I did enjoy the, the uh, who was the previous caller? Darcy, the, the retribution tour. <laughs> you knock off Dallas, you knock off Colorado. And then you knock off Carolina, which, of course, means nothing to the current players on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the fans, that, that's the thing. A lot of these old rivalries and, and uh, the lingering hatred is, is more the fans than the players. I mean, Connor McDavid, as we know, was born in 1997. So do the math for playing Dallas and Calgary. <laughs> in the playoffs or remembering the Gretzky trade or things or things like that. But I understand it, it might be uh, a little bit like that for for the fans who might have some lingering animosity.
2: <laughs> no, I agree. I think in both Calgary and Dallas, both very good hockey clubs. Uh, Cal- Calgary has probably a little more offensive flair and has a fantastic goaltender. But the Dallas Stars, they've got other problems that could bring to the Edmonton Oilers. They're a big physical... Defensive, defensive type team that can try to beat you one nothing every night. So uh, either team the Oilers play is going to be very good, and it'll probably be another long series. And hopefully the Oilers will find a way to prevail.
1: Okay, let's go back down to the Hall of Fame room. They both scored tonight, Connor McDavid and Cody Ceci.
7: What would you, uh, how would you describe this? Uh, rate this in all the moments of your career so far how would you uh define what you think it means going forward and what does it say about this team
16: yeah, it's definitely up there um you know but that being said it's just one round um there's a long way to go here um we're happy to move on to the second round um but that's all we did survived another day
7: and uh could you just speak to the parts that were involved in making this happen, the way you played, uh, that was as complete a game as uh, you probably want yeah. to play. Yeah, no,
16: it feels good. It feels good to uh, to do it in that fashion. Um, you know, there's always a lot of talk about the, the defensive side of the game and, um, you know, for for our group to uh, to step up in a big moment and uh, and play like that in a 2-0 win um, with Smitty
10: playing great and getting
16: contributions from everyone, it feels good
10: can you, uh, you know, nothing personal, but you're probably the last guy we expected to walk in and snipe the winning goal past Jonathan Quick. How'd that happen?
15: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh Just uh, getting a a lot of opportunity lately, um, playing with these guys. uh, I find myself getting more chances and more opportunities to chip in offensively. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to play with as much confidence as I can, help out as much as I can, and uh, we're just trying to go on a run here.
10: Connor, you guys... Probably the Leafs are the same. I get it. It's only one round, but it's been a, it's been hard to win this round for you guys. And the team in Toronto didn't win tonight. It's I know you don't want to make too much of one round, but is there a is there a hump you get over here that that just feels good to get behind you?
16: Uh, yeah, of course. Um, it feels good to win a playoff round. You know, it's only our only my second that I'm a part of, so um, doesn't happen uh, uh, as regularly as. Uh, as you think but um so it's it's definitely a special feeling
8: connor with the way that game one ended you know with mike smith he admitted he made that mistake fast forward to game seven and he pitches the shutout just what can you say about his steadiness and the way he reacted to that
16: well, I think it just goes to show that, you know, series are long um, and there's ups and downs throughout the whole series. Um, you know, obviously game one and, and uh, you know, not the result we wanted and, and Smitty owned up and, you know, took a lot, of, uh, a lot of blame on himself, which I didn't think he necessarily deserved. He played well. Uh, our group wasn't good enough in front of him. But, you know, then the disappointment of game five, um, you know, but to come back in and, and, and game seven and, and get a win just goes to show how long a series is and you got to stick
8: with it. You played a pile of minutes the last two games. You were over 27 here tonight. Uh, when you're logging that many minutes, do you have to make any adjustments in your game? How do you feel on a night like this where you're racking up the minutes the way you are?
16: Uh, you know, I, I, I really don't think about it. You know, I just go and when Woody calls my name and um, you know, I try not to think too much about it. Um, I feel like I can play big minutes. Um, I can play... You know, smaller minutes too, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm happy with whatever. Connor, what sense of relief was it when you scored there considering Quick was keeping it a one nothing game? Yeah, I thought we had a lot of chances to make it 2 nothing um, even late in the second and, and early in the third and um, you don't like missing those chances so um, they're kind of hanging around and and, uh, and uh, so it feels good to, to, to be able to go up too it's a, it's a bigger cushion and can you speak to Leon's game tonight considering he was hurt and yet he played 22 minutes I thought he was amazing um, you know he was just solid um, just his usual self um, I thought he was amazing Cody, you guys have been very good defensively as a
9: team in the last you know two and a half months. You had a little dip here in the middle part of this series. What changed in game six and seven? Because uh, those last two performances might have been your most consistent from a defensive standpoint as a team.
15: Um, I think it had a lot to do with work and uh, dedication to what we've been doing down the stretch. Um, just uh, trying to stay up on them as much as possible. Hard track. Get them to turn it over and uh, spend as little time as we could in, in our zone. I thought we, uh, we really bought in the last couple games, played desperate, and uh, showed that we can be a tough team to beat.
1: The two goal scorers tonight, McDavid and CeCe. The Oilers have won game seven, nothing over the Los Angeles Kings. We'll get to a few more of your calls. Thanks for staying up. It's Heartland Ford, overtime open line. 20
0: seconds to play! CC to McDavid. Nudge back in. The Oilers are moving on to round two. Kopitar fires. Smith the same. He's going to shut Los Angeles out in game seven. And it's two. L.A. nothing.
1: with the call of the end of the game an exuberant Rogers place tonight the fans were rocking from start to finish as I'm sure you were wherever you watched or listened to this one the Oilers take it two nothing I was just looking over the ice time for the defenseman Rob Uh, Keith 1945 CC 2029 Russell 844 Barry 1510 nurse 2034 Kulak 1337 and uh, Bouchard, 1941. So, I mean, I think that the three players who we expected would be a little lower um, were those players, though everybody had to log some tough minutes along the way and in pretty even distribution with the top four.
2: Uh, yeah, and I think you could say every one of them did their job to to perfection.
1: They, uh, whatever was asked for them,
2: they did it. The Oilers never seemed to get themselves into trouble. And the one thing that we didn't see over the last couple games was the big mistake. The Oilers took that rate out of their game plan and defensively we were we're solid. So I think that bodes well going forward whatever Jay Woodcroft decides 12 and 6 or 11 and 7.
1: All right, we'll get in a few more guys on the certainty hotline. We have Brian standing by. Brian, go ahead.
6: Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, so uh, first of all, I've got good news. I'm not going to complain about the offic- officiating today. Um, I've got to say, you know what? I've been lucky enough to be able to live to watch Orr, Hall, Howe, uh, Gretzky, Lemieux, great goal scorers. Rob Brown, and now I get to watch <laughs> McDavid. You know, it's just it's absolutely fantastic, and uh, you know he's he's really proving, uh, at least to me, what a great leader he truly, truly is. Uh, the the last thing I'd like to say is I'd just like to send a congratulations out to uh, Brett Kulak on his uh, new arrival, his and his wife, and I'm sure yeah, Saturday was going to be one of the biggest days of his, uh, his life.
1: Yeah, well said for sure, and Kulak uh, played pretty well again, I thought. I can tell you that single-game tickets for round two go on sale at 1 p.m., So later today, 1 p.m. Sunday, EdmontonOilers.com, tickets go on sale. You're encouraged to log on immediately at 1 because the supply will be limited. And then you can also sign up for last-minute ticket alerts on EdmontonOilers.com to get an email notification when any holds are released for sale. So 1 o'clock this afternoon, tickets for round two go on sale. David has given us a call as well. David, Go ahead.
5: Um, I just a couple of things I wanted to ask you, uh, Bryce. I noticed that uh, he was really avoiding the boards, obviously trying to not take a big hit. And uh, on the on the, or on the uh, power players' story, they had him up in the school rather than in his one timer spot. But do you think that's something they talk about? You know, hey, he's got an injury. This is his injury, um, and and we want uh, you know you to do this. Pucks to the boards as well. Some other players were farther away, but they were going after the puck, and he was kind of like waiting. So
0: that's something that the coaching staff would have talked about. Well,
2: yeah, the players are aware when someone's hurting, and with with Leon, it's obviously something to do with his leg or his ankle. So he's not going to have that step, um, and they just they just kind of. As, as a team, as a line, they say, okay, here's what I can or cannot do. Uh, it's when a guy's a wrist injury. I'm not going to take face tonight. You got to jump in there. Guy's got a shoulder injury. Okay, physically, I'm not going to be able to throw the body like I used to, so I'm going to be a little bit more tentative. Uh, with Leon Draisaitl, it, for him, it just, he didn't have the step. Everything else I thought was, was normal. He just didn't have that one step that would allow him to uh, leave someone behind. So he just played smarter. Just put himself in a position where uh, he could do the things that he was capable of doing. So uh, I'm sure that there was a thought that maybe they would limit minutes, but in a game that close and him being effective even at 50 or 60%, and they continued to play him and allow him to uh, work, uh, work himself into the game. And eventually he was on for and helped set up the game-winning goal.
1: All right, Jeff is on the line as well. Jeff, go mm-hmm. ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, sir
7: okay Uh, i just wanted to uh, discuss the issue uh, of uh, who to play next who would be the desirable team to play next and i understand sentiments on both sides Um, just a thought for you as an american i'm a dual national but as an american i would really love to see a canadian team take it home take the cup home they it's overdue this is where hockey was born now that being said my major concern for the oilers is who will they can they defeat and come out the least beat up well I, I think they can so beat which both te- i think they can
2: beat both teams i think both teams present different set of problems i think calgary's a better f- forward checking team that's got a, a higher offensive upside with the the goudreau line uh-huh. and they've got a better goaltender although Otinger's played very, very well with Dallas. Dallas is a much more physical team that's got some world-class defensemen, uh, especially Heis- Heiskinen, and they, they're a team that'll play every game 2-1. So uh, the Oilers are capable of beating both teams, but both teams, Dallas and, and Calgary, are capable of beating the Oilers. I think whoever they play is going to be a long series. I just personally want it to be the Calgary Flames. So I think the excitement level will go through the roof.
1: It's, it is is an interesting debate. It's, it's a fun debate now that the Oilers have moved on. I mean, I, I would say Calgary has the better goaltender, but Oddinger's on fire. Yep, now, can, absolutely. Now, if they advance, can he Continue. S- sustain that? Yep. I mean, greatness happens. Uh, I mean, not that it's easy to do it over a two-week stretch, but, okay, two weeks is one thing, then another series is another thing and another series. I mean, the, that high, the, the the top guys for Dallas have been excellent. I mean, Robertson and Hintz and, uh, I mean, Pavelski just... To me, Rob continues to be one of the smartest players and very skilled in, in the National Hockey League. So, I mean, I think, I, I don't know, Calgary's got a really physical defense. They can play a little bit nasty. Uh, you mentioned Heisken, and he's, you know, up, up there with the best skating defenseman in the National Hockey League. Either matchup is tough. Um, I, think, I don't know.
2: I think the, the, the Dallas Stars have defensemen that match up better against the Oilers, because you have a Heiskanen who can play and skate with Connor. you got a Klingberg, who's a big, fast-skating defenseman as well. Uh, The Calgary Flames have, I mean, the Goudreau line. I've watched the games, and Goudreau doesn't have the points, but he's creating. And eventually, you you worry if Goudreau continues to make those plays that someone's going to start capitalizing on their chances. Uh, Markstrom, to me, is the better goalie. Uh, although they've been pretty even in this series. But as you said, Markstrom's done it over a, a longer period. Uh, this kid in Dallas is just a, f- a flash in the pan. Can he do it two series, three series? I don't know, no one knows. But you certainly know that Markstrom has got the pedigree to be a, a game stealer each and every time he steps in. Uh, both, both teams have their pluses. Both teams have their minuses. And I think that either team uh, would, f- would suit a, a long, close series against the Edmonton Oilers
1: studio 99 rob there are four people left three employees <laughs> and me does that mean it's time to say goodbye we will sneak in three more calls i will ask people to be to the point starting with newman hello newman
14: hi um, um good evening uh, um i am a new immigrant i never heard of hockey before in my life and uh, since i came to canada about uh, Six seven years ago, I got hooked into um, hockey, and uh, what a game uh, that Connor, Dreisaitl, and Mike had today! It's uh, it's really amazing to to see these players play, and the rest of the team as well. Um, and um, oh, as one of the, your previous caller mentioned, that uh, I also don't want to see Calgary in the next round. I would rather. Uh, uh prefer to have Dallas
1: Newman where where did you come to Canada from? Uh, I came to Canada from
14: uh Pakistan and what sp- and-, and what sports did you follow
1: there or probably
14: well, still follow- I always followed cricket as you know that are in subcontinent uh that's the favorite sport
1: right on cool. Don't the games take like three weeks or something though? <laughs> uh, well, not 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 three weeks.
14: It's uh, either a five day or a one day or a three hour game. So they have three different
1: formats. Okay, I was joking, with I do know they have shorter games now. <laughs> I, I actually find that a pretty fascinating sport. What what do you like the most about hockey now that you've gotten into it?
14: Well, I, w- w- what I actually like is how fast this game is, and uh, you know how quickly it can change into. You know, from uh, from one side to the other side, and and since I started following it from 2015 onwards, what I've noticed is that uh, um, uh, Oilers have uh, probably never had a chance to go beyond uh, the first round because uh, they only had Connor and Ryceytle and nobody else to support. And what I have noticed is that the major change that has happened this this year round is that we now have uh, Evander Kane and uh, uh, Zach Hyman and, and, and uh, uh, a few other guys, you know, uh, giving us that secondary support that yeah. we never had.
1: Yeah. Newman, thanks. We really appreciate you calling, man. Hope to hear from you again. Uh, absolutely. You guys have a nice evening and enjoy the win. Right on. That is Newman checking it out. Oh, it was good to hear from him, Rob. Likes the speed of the game.
2: Well, he, he, he understands it very well and he's uh, very well spoken and he, he could actually do one of our jobs. <laughs> he underst-
1: He knew all the players, well, if, if we, if secondary if, scoring. If we hit 1 a.m., I might need a sub.
2: <laughs> well, I, he might actually next week. I, I, I'm on the ice at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. So Tomorrow's
1: might, Sunday. I know.
2: Hockey school never ends. Oh, Great. Wow. Hockey
1: school never ends. Well, I'm coming to St. Albert in the morning.
2: Yeah, well, you'll you can just stop by the rink. I'll be there. Oh, cool. I'll be the guy sleeping on the bench. Oh, actually, That's and, great. I, and I, just, I just gave a poor cleaning lady a heart attack. She just walked in not expecting oh, that, to see yeah, anybody. Oh, yeah, that
1: happened to me during the watch parties. People <laughs> open the door, and they're like, is this guy lost? Oh, she just jumped about six feet near that poor lady. All right. Uh, two more calls. Donald, go
7: ahead. Hi. Hello. I'm glad that... Uh, hi. Jamie. Yes. Okay, I'm glad that uh, Mike Smith is finding his game, and he's been unbelievable right now in the series, and... I'm sure glad we got a goalie that can carry it away, and, uh, and McDavid and Dreissel, they, they have players that can help them out this year. If we make, I know we'll make it past the second round, and we got a team that's capable of we'll making it far this year. So.
2: Yeah, well, here's hoping. The team's playing very, very well, um, and I look forward to seeing tomorrow night's Dallas-Calgary game to see which team yeah. throws get, get to play next week.
7: Well, look at 2006 when they had ups and downs, and this year it might be the same all the way to the end, so... <laughs> it's possible
2: they're good but there's going to be in in about 24 hours time there's going to be eight teams left and all eight teams will believe that they can win the stanley cup and all eight teams probably have an opportunity
1: yeah love this time of year for the orders you know, one big hurdles down but some more big ones coming up final car- call of the night will go to mark mark good morning go ahead
0: hey guys uh yeah good morning um i just want to say I went to a couple games in 2017. Um, I was in grade 6 and 06, so I couldn't really go to any games. But the atmosphere tonight was absolutely amazing, as you could probably tell from my voice. Um, every game so far this year, you have seen the buildup in the pregame, um, just the loudness and how ramped up the fans do get. The one thing I do want to say is has nothing to do with players on the ice. I don't understand why Joey Moss hasn't been more of a part of the pregame uh, videos or anything because, you know, we, we have had Ben in there, we have had the current Oilers, but I just wish that there was some way to incorporate Joey Moss more into what we are doing right now to really get the fans to another level because this city really does love Joey, and I just wish we had a way to show it. Yeah, and well, did say, he, he,
1: he was in the video today?
0: Maybe this is the one night that I arrived a little bit late. So yeah, it was pretty cool during he the was, National he Anthem. It was
1: in the video today. Well, I
0: think... I, I very much appreciate that. Then.
1: Yeah, it was cool. I think there's... Um Maybe a fine line between honoring somebody and ex- exploiting it a little bit rob i don't know yeah. i mean i think I you got to do it tastefully which uh, it was today yeah it
2: was I, I, I can honestly say it brought a big smile to my face as i watched the end of the national anthem and then he was up there singing on the big jumbotron i thought that was really really cool and uh it i just i just smiled watching and say hey that you know what yeah. i i miss joey
1: yeah i think that was a, a nice way to to pull it out and, and include uh, an Oilers legend for sure well the Oilers win it tonight 2-0 over the Los Angeles Kings you can get more articles more audio on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com our next game broadcast is TBA but we'll have it for you right here on 630Ched against either the Dallas Stars or the Calgary Flames big thanks to Troy Bowler our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, at Studio 99, and also to Angie Quinnell, doing a great job as our studio producer back at the 630 Chad Broadcasting Compound. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Off to round two. Have a good night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.